Rise and Recover with Nancy and Kathy, speaking about addictions, connecting with communities, and making a difference. We are women in recovery with a desire to bring awareness and healing to recover our world. Hi everybody, Kathy here. Hey, Nancy here. Welcome to Rise and Recover. This is episode two. We are on it. So today our topic is going to be about anonymity. Uh, We are, our quote for the day is going to be, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles over personalities. Powerful. That is amazing. That's the 12th tradition of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I'm really happy that we have this opportunity to be able to discuss anonymity. It's a a very, very important subject. And I also think that it can be misunderstood in some ways. I'm saying this because I began about six years ago a program called Alumni in Recovery, which right. is what this program is brought to you by. And when I started it, it I was taking young people in recovery, uh, in recovery, which you usually find in 12-step fellowship rooms, being that's pretty much, it's a huge chunk of where people recover, right, from addiction issues. So they were going to go speak in schools. And a lot of people were concerned people within the rooms of these 12-step fellowship circles that we were breaking traditions and that this was not allowed because it was breaking traditions. So that's why it's important to talk about the anonymity as the spiritual foundation of all our traditions ever reminding us to place principles over personalities. And the 11th tradition, which says our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. Very true. Very mm-hmm. true. I'm not I arguing agree. that. Me neither. It's totally about attraction. I mean, my goodness, if somebody told me I had to go to, you know, a, a, an AA meeting when I was first getting sober, or if it was being pushed on me, there's no way I would have wanted to even go. So the attraction principle is really important. But we need to always maintain personal anonymity on the level of press, radio, and films. Okay. So here we are on this podcast, yes. right? Mm-hmm. I am not saying that I am a member of any 12-step fellowship on this podcast. What I am saying is that I am a woman in recovery. And there is a big difference. There's totally a big difference. 12-step fellowship meetings need to be safe and secure for their people, the members within those meetings, to be able to go and speak honestly and openly. And we're, we're feeling so lost and, and, and vulnerable and just raw. We need the whole comfort and this, the sanctity of the people and the support and the steps within that fellowship. So that is a very, very important factor. But Going out into the public, which is one of the things we're doing right now on Rise and Recover. Right. Speaking openly about addiction issues. That, so where do we draw the line? Well, we do, I will say I was going to interject here because I uh, was reading some of these uh, definitions to the word anonymity. And one of the slogans um, that is for this topic is that if we or to recover, we must feel free to say what is on our minds and our hearts. 
Therefore, who you see here, what you hear here, when you leave here, let it stay here. And that's a really uh, strong slogan for Alcoholics Anonymous in the definition that I just looked up on Google. And I think that's really important to um, remember when we're talking about um, Alcoholics Anonymous and how Nancy just said we're, you know, bringing the community, the young people into the community and getting feedback that wasn't maybe always so positive. Um, it's a it's an honored program. It's something that we want to keep sacred and we don't want to listen. It survived since 1935 on these principles and these traditions and these steps. And who are we to start changing it up? No. And, Putting it out there that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and it says, right, you know, it, that's what you just said about the, that slogan, which is probably used in many other 12-step fellowships. Yes, it is. And it could be used in other types of, you know, recovery fellowships too, for all I know. But, you know, that's about, you're not allowed to go break my anonymity. Right. Right. Because, and, and the thing is, again, I thank God, can go to these rooms and get what I need to stay sober and recover a day at a time. But on the other side of things, going out into the public arena to allow people to understand and be aware of addictions, I really believe that the face of recovery can give you the whole picture of the disease process of addiction. I just believe that. And I really think that it allows for us to just end the stigma around addiction. It is just such a big, dark circle around that that people don't understand. And awareness is key. I think so, too. And I think, the, I think though, that, you know, I think the idea behind anonymity, at least in programs such as 12 Steps, is that it's a safe. You need safety. You need to be able to know that you're going there and you're in a safe space. Um, you're vulnerable, you're, you've been beat down, it's a tough time, and so everybody has to have that. I don't think that the goal with uh, Rise and Recover is for us to um, bring Alcoholics Anonymous to the forefront. I think what we're talking about more is that um, there's tons of problems in the world right now. There's a lot of recovery that needs to be done, and you know, it's really 12 steps. There's 12 steps for a lot of programs, and these things you can take into the world and use however you want to. You know, and I think that's what makes the difference. Absolutely. So the, the, the again, Alumni and Recovery Organization is kind of like a, um, a bridge between worlds. It's, it's an ability to allow the community to meet with the recovery community so they could learn more about addiction issues, uh, giving some tools, but the most important thing, and we spoke about this in episode one, is how to speak openly about addictions. That's true. I think that um, I think it's a tough thing. This anonymity thing. Nancy and I were talking about it before we started right. the podcast, and I get um, I get a little bit um, <laughs> confused about it to to speak my truth because. I was never silent about being sober. It's not something I ever walked with. I didn't, um, I wasn't quiet about it. I, in the beginning of recovery, vomited it probably all over the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe that was too much, yes. But 
I am grateful for where I've come from and how I've gotten here. So I guess I didn't realize that. Um, I I don't know if I brought that to a place of anonymity. I didn't think I was. I didn't break anyone's. So I think it's a. This is a really tough an important topic. And I right. think it's really important, like Nancy said, that we talk about it in the beginning. Right. Because we certainly, are, we don't want to step on anyone. We're not here to do that. We're not breaking anyone's. We're not doing that either. And um, I, I know what Nancy's saying because I have gone to the alumni and recovery uh, speaking engagements and events, and they don't do that either. They right. speak of their recovery. They don't speak of Alcoholics Anonymous. And that's a, that's a big thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I want to just say, like, here's an example of me in early recovery. I'm a lot like Kathy. When I first got sober, soba, because I got soba in Massachusetts, I was like 26 years old and I was thrilled. I was thrilled. I'm like, oh, I'm, me too. I'm okay now. <laughs> I had like you know, maybe 60 days under my belt, you know, and I just felt like, okay, you know, I, it's okay, world. I'm good now. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting is, see, I'm a nurse. So I was always, always, even before I knew that I had a problem with alcoholism and and, uh, addiction, before that, I always wanted to work in rehab. I just did. As a nurse, I was like, oh, this is where I empathize. I get this. I can be of service here. And I remember, you know, my um, instructors were all like, no, no, go work med surge for a while first and get some experience there. So I did. I did. And I wasn't sober yet. But when I did start, um, when I finally did come into the recovery world and I, you know, had like 60 days, I was like, yes, now I can go get that job in rehab. And I went to like a really like a great facility in the Boston area. And I went in for an interview to work on their rehab. I was so excited. And I sat down with that head nurse and it was like, you know, 1988. And I remember I sat down with her and I was sitting across from her and I was like, yeah, and I'm 60 days sober or whatever I said. And she just interview over. The woman liked a cigarette, you know, (laughs) it was back in the day when you could smoke places. Can you imagine? And she was just like, listen. Go just work psychiatry or something for about three years. And maybe afterwards, I was like, really? I was like, you know, you got to be kidding me. But the point being is, is that I was just out there. I was just so excited about it. And um, I learned over time when to disclose a little bit more discreetly because it wasn't all about me. True. Not all about me. And it wasn't. (laughs) That, you know, I I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be careful not to sit around and qualify myself as a member of a 12-step organization meeting. And um, again, because of that attraction level. So I learned a lot about attraction more than trying to promote, promote. But back to what we do on the alumni in recovery platform level. It's, again, it's within our guidelines to leave, you know, you know, AA and NA out of it. Because we get people from both worlds, AA and NA, mm-hmm. which is really cool. We have kind of like this, you know, this, this arena where we can combine the two. And it's this purpose behind it because we're delivering a message to kids in schools and we're also delivering it to the general public and giving people the opportunity to learn, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, and it, and the guidelines are really important. 
Um, yeah. and they, and the young people follow them and, uh, do a great job doing that. And I don't even think, cause I, you know, we were talking here again and we were talking about this Alcoholics Anonymous. I talk a lot about Alcoholics Anonymous, I guess, in my talking because that's where I come from. Right. Um, and I guess the truth is that I'm some, I guess it, I don't, I had to sit here and ask Nancy, like, where does that really fit as far as breaking anonymity and really making it part of, you know, this whole podcast, Correct. so to speak. So let's go back to the um, quote just for a minute, okay, about the anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of our traditions and reminding us to place principles over personalities. I love that line because that has given me guidance through everything else in my life. If I can just stick to what is true in principles, just to live life, I don't have to get caught up in the personalities. And, and you know, this disease does not discriminate. It's beyond personalities. It's beyond status. It's beyond socioeconomic stuff. It's beyond gender and race. It's really like something that we can all come together and talk about regardless of all of that. So there's kind of like, you know, it's it's a beautiful spiritual principle, the whole thing around anonymity in particular. It's like two different levels of anonymity. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I think that there's a really good quote that you read there's, earlier. You know, I was reading the, because uh, the, the continuation of that um, with the spiritual foundation, it says, at the personal level, anonymity provides protection for all members from identification as alcoholics a safeguard, often of special importance to newcomers. That I makes sense to me. It's also about checking your ego at the door. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. we, it's I am this, I am that. It's like, no, we are. It's, it's a really about an all-inclusive thing. Right. So who am I to, to break the puzzle by going out and saying, hey, look at me, look right. at me. <laughs> But I think we all get that little itch in the beginning because mm. we're on that pink cloud. It's so exciting to be free of substance, no, no matter what substance it is. It's not an easy journey, folks, just so you know. Um, it's a lot of um, self-appraisal, a lot of self-awareness. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of pain that comes along with it and owning our stuff. And when you feel good about it, you want to tell the whole world. So that's where... You know, absolutely. You have to identify how and with who and become a little bit more. Certainly. Mm -hmm. So, the reason again why we brought up the anonymity factor is because if we're bringing it out into the public, we have to be clear of why we are speaking openly about right. addiction. And I'm speaking on the realm, I'm speaking as a woman in recovery. That, that makes sense. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not speaking, hi, Nancy, alcoholic. Right. Not doing that. Right. No, mm -hmm. no, no. That's not what I'm doing. And again, there's lots and lots of 12-step fellowships. And not, by the way, it's not the only game in town. True. There's a lot of other ways people can recover, you know. So, yes. So that's mm -hmm. for sure, too. Okay. And I think that was a great topic, and I'm glad that we did that because I think it gives us like a – and you know what? I think it helped me a little bit too because I I do go to that place, and I think I have to be more conscious of that me while too. we continue this podcast and how we uh, choose our words. 
So thank you guys for uh, listening to us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Rise and Recover, which is brought to you by Alumni in Recovery, local people speaking about addiction, connecting communities, helping others save lives, and making a difference together. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or go to our website, www.alumniinrecovery.org. Big thanks to Michael Venus for our music.